Welcome to Upward Together. By joining us, you are entering a community built upon exploration, respect, and non-judgment. We aren't sure where our musings will take us, but we thank you for stopping by. Yeah, so for anyone watching the video one, yep, that's... <laughs> we just wait for the pre-roll to finish. Hey, what's up, everybody? Long time no see. What has been... <laughs> it's a three-week delay. Every... Hello, my name is everybody. Uh, hello, my <laughs> name is... What's up, everybody? How you doing? <laughs> what brings you here today? I'm doing well. What brings me here today is uh, just a community of non-judgment. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, on that note, today we're talking about... Loneliness. Loneliness. Sorry again for the last three weeks of delay, but it, hopefully it's supposed to actually be exciting coming up because we have some exciting things in play. I know we said that last time too, but literally it's going to happen this week, I promise. <laughs> Whenever you hear this. <laughs> Whenever you hear this, I guarantee this episode will be out. 100%. <laughs> Loneliness though. Oof. I, I think first I want to talk about like the difference between alone and lonely. Because I think okay. I think that's very I, well. I just I I have my I have had my bouts with loneliness and still do a lot, um, but I think it's different from being alone. And I also used to hate being alone, but I think now I've learned to differentiate between the two. Um, but alone, obviously, is just the state of like literally what is. Are you with people or are you not with people? Um, but lonely is, I think, a state of of interpretation or where you are at. So. I can be alone, but not lonely. And I can also not be alone, but be lonely. And what I mean by that is loneliness is, for me, is this feeling like I don't belong, um, that no one understands me. Um, loneliness is like, I feel like I'm doing what I want to do all by myself. I don't have my support network. I don't have people cheering me on. And I think that's the same whether or not I'm alone or with people. And in fact, I would argue for myself and say that being with people actually makes me feel more lonely. Um, and then I will probably now go, <laughs> I think I'll go with the specific, so it's not this vague. Um, yeah, when you say being, you mean in the instances when you are feeling lonely, the times you felt more lonely, you're often with people? Yeah. Or, or that just for you in general, being with people makes you feel lonely? No, no, no. I think it's when I feel lonely. I, I, okay. I'm like it's, more aware of it. It's not like I'm always lonely when I'm with people and I'm not right. lonely when I'm with people. I just wanted to, yeah. 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 No, it's, it's, uh, this idea that, you know, I love spending time with, I think we, we're all relational creatures. Um, but, uh, but, but there's nothing I think more frustrating than feeling, for me, than feeling lonely when you're in an environment where you should not feel or have the pressure to not feel lonely. Like you shouldn't feel lonely when you're with your family or when you're with your friends because you're surrounded by so many things. And so the fact that I do feel lonely, even despite that, it's a very scary feeling. Um, and I think at the time I didn't realize how, you know, the cliche like, oh my gosh, you're so strong for fighting through all of the demons you fought through. But at the time it only felt like weakness. I didn't notice or realize that me fighting this feeling of loneliness was actually like a strong good fight um i always felt weak because i was like oh my gosh i can't participate in life because i'm with these people and i feel lonely uh i feel like i don't belong i feel out of place um and this sucks um and 
I, there's so many directions I can go with this, but I think um, one one thing I want to highlight as my train of thought is now shifting to a different direction. Every time I say... Left the station. Every time I say, oh, there's so many different directions, and I have so many ways, it all blanks out, and I don't have a single direction. Um, but I suffered, especially in high school, uh, I dealt with a lot of, I would say, responsibility. And I think a lot of that comes from a lot of different factors, one of them being older sibling, one of them being... Um, first generation in the United States, another being I'm not the typical makeup of an American. Um, and I think a lot of that was a lot of pressure on me to succeed or to thrive, um, whether that be in academics or sports or um, creative stuff. Um, there was always this pressure on me. And whether that be my family, my friends, or ultimately myself at some point, um, it was very isolating because it was always this feeling of I'm not allowed to enjoy my life. I'm not allowed to relax. I have to keep going. I have to keep on doing the very best. And all of a sudden, I started to separate myself from the, my peers. Um, and while I think maybe the recognition was really cool, I think the accolades were really cool, it was more like I was getting further and further away from people. Um, and I remember when I was graduating from high school, it was all like, oh, we can't wait to see all the great things that you're going to do. Um, and we have these expectations for you. And that was surreal because in some way I was intellectually raised to be more mature, but not emotionally. So I got to develop all of my, like, I was grown up in a lot of ways, I think I was mature in a lot of ways because of I was being treated like an adult when I was still a child. But in other ways, I did not develop because um, I was treated like an adult when I needed to be treated like a child. And there are important things to be uh, done as a child that uh, aids in your emotional growth, like support, love, anything like that. But for me, it was just, I am not meant for that. And I really believed that for the first 21, 22 years of my life, where it was just like, I'm meant for something different. I'm meant for something that my peers are not meant for. Uh, and that's a really aggressive way of thinking, I think. Um, but it was also just so ingrained in me that I was nothing if I didn't do things that made a gigantic impact or that was different than everybody else. And I was lonely. Uh, not saying it's not, I, I'm not trying to take for granted everything I've been given. I think um, a lot of good things have happened in my life. I'm, I'm grateful to have the skills and the talents that I do have and that I can kind of follow the dreams that I have set for myself. Um, and it's taken a lot of learning, but for a really long time, I felt lonely. Uh, and that pervaded all throughout college too. Even when I was meeting new people, it was still like, uh, but I just don't feel like I belong here. I don't feel like I understand. I don't have a home kind of thing. And 
I started to develop bad coping mechanisms. And um, I think a lot of that is like trying, it, it, a lot of it was saying yes to every single event and going to every little thing so I didn't miss out on anything, but also just to feed that desire of fitting in and not sticking out. I would conform. I think I would do things like compromise my own values um, to do something else so that I fit in and that I was cool or something like that. Um, and it was still hollow. I was still hollow because, you know, if you compromise yourself to fit in, you will still feel lonely. Uh, and then I was like, oh, but if I stick to myself, I'll still be lonely because nobody's like me. Um, and I think that is the illusion that I was under, is that I am so different that I will never belong. And as a result, it never occurred to me to look for people where I could belong with. It was just more like, ah, there's no hope. And I think recently, um, I've learned, I, and this is, I mean, maybe I shouldn't even talk about what I've learned and grown from. I just, I think just to look back on the brutality of my loneliness and being at an event, being at a party, being at a concert, and just standing there and going, whoa, like I still feel like nothing's real, like what's going on? Um, and I feel like no one understands me and nobody is uh, on my side. I can only say to myself, wow, that's not, at least it's not permanent. Um, and I'm glad that I've grown past that. But I'll even be honest, last night I was also, I think, lonely and going, oh my gosh, I crave somebody to understand me as well as I understand me. And I think that's just an honest thing. And I also think, and this is, I think, my final point for this, is um, I used to fight. I think if you feel lonely feel lonely, embrace it. Um, I think it told me something about myself. I think it informed me, well, you know, why was I feeling lonely in this specific situation? And as I was able to reflect on these things, um, but if I kept on denying it, which I had done for so long, um, I don't allow myself to process that actual feeling. And so I think whenever you do feel lonely, as tough as it may be, and this is me talking to myself as a reminder. Um, allow yourself to feel it because it'll pass. Um, as I have seen it pass so many times. Because I don't think, uh, loneliness has not been an eternal state for me. Um, but in it, it feels like it's the worst thing in the world. Um, but just know that it will pass and feel it. And, and that has helped for me, at least. This was completely disorganized and totally all over the place about my loneliness. And it really, it's crazy because if you asked me this two years ago, I probably would have been like, yeah, I'm so lonely. I'm so sad. This is crazy. And I wish I could still kind of, and I think this is a testament to my growth. I wish I could still tap into that aggressive, tough feeling so you could see how much it actually has affected me. But I can only see it from me point of view. Um, and I really am grateful that the feeling of loneliness is not a eternal state for me. Um, but also a gentle reminder that if I do feel lonely, it's okay. I, I think we all feel lonely from time 
to time and not alienating or isolating that thought and saying you don't belong here. Um, to me, at least, is the most is a, a very important part of the whole feelings thing. Um, but but yeah, any thoughts? Sorry, it's <laughs> crazy. I know I don't have to apologize. Whenever you were feeling the most lonely or having the feelings of my situation is is unique in a way that my peers might not understand. Were there moments when you didn't feel like that, when you felt like there was a breakthrough and you recognized when I do this thing or when I interact with this person, I feel more hopeful that there's a community for me here or whether whether it be here in whatever physical space you were at a party or a concert or uh, here at school or just within your friend group, were there ever moments during that? Cause you, you you mentioned now that you're, you're speaking of this a little bit more um, retrospectively, this is something that was more of, of an issue in your life than you would say it is now, even though there, it does, the feeling does arise from time to time. Uh, do you think something dramatically just changed or did you think, there were times throughout, you know, high school and in college, whenever you had kind of moments of these are people yeah. who do understand me and, and I'm feeling more, um, more seen as who, as who I am. Yeah. And I think for sure, uh, I think it's almost human condition to almost focus in on the negative parts of life rather than the positive things of life sometimes. And like, when I look back, it's easy to just focus on all of the negative feelings, but there were definitely a lot of positive feelings associated with certain things um, in life. And yeah, it's like, like I said, loneliness wasn't e wasn't an eternal state, right? There were times when I did feel like I belonged and did feel good. It was just that loneliness felt so much louder. And so I think, yeah, definitely there were people. But I think one of the reasons why it was so hard for me to belong and why I felt lonely is because I didn't know what I wanted to belong to. I didn't know who I was, pretty much. And so how would I know if parties were my thing? How would I know if this sort of thing was my thing? How did I know if concerts were my thing? How would I know if like this like Friday night doing like a quiet night in 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 the the living room uh was my kind of thing and so i think part of that loneliness was i never got the opportunity to discover what i loved and what i wanted to do and then surround myself with those people it was just more like okay i gotta do what i gotta do and what i'm good at even though it might not be my passions um because it's what's expected of me um and i think it was not it was not until i shed the veil of expectation and went jethro find what you love and then surround yourself with those people um that I started to feel less lonely. Um, and so I think it's, like I think in high school, the moments where I didn't feel lonely might've even just been times where I felt like, okay, wow, I'm actually fitting in and people like me. But at the time I still didn't know who I was and what I wanted to do. Um, and so I, I, my identity was in 
am I cool? Am I well-liked? Uh, am I doing everything that is expected of me? And not, I love this thing and I want to do it. And I love this thing and I want to do it. And I think it's just literally recently that I've started to fall in love with my life. And that's why I think, that's why I wanted to say the idea of alone and loneliness is different because I've started to fall in love with being alone because it allows me to grow in relationship with myself. Um, and if I can understand myself so well, I start to feel less lonely because there's at least one person who understands me, which is me. And then hopefully all I have to do is find people who, who vibe with that. Um, and I have, and I start to feel uh, loneliness doesn't really hit as hard as it used to. But I would also say I've made some bad friends. I've surrounded myself with wrong crowds to kind of sedate that loneliness. And so I think for me, fighting loneliness took the big effort of me uh, constantly trying to figure out who I was and surrounding myself with the people who will make those passions continue or grow, so. Thanks for the question. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I definitely, what you said in response touched on a lot of points that, that I was thinking about things like you were trying to figure out who you were. I think in some ways that goes alongside if you, if you're feeling lonely, it's okay to feel that loneliness, but it, it's really important to notice those feelings, um, whatever they may be in that moment, because in life, I, I think we're constantly testing our identity and putting who we believe ourselves to be up against real situations whenever we make a decision to go out on a limb and go to a party where maybe don't know that many people or go to a concert for someone we never heard of or whatever the situation is. And I think it's okay to not necessarily enjoy something in that sense, but notice, okay, this, this wasn't, this wasn't that enjoyable, uh, or I felt lonely or I felt actively uncomfortable. Um, and, just reflect on if you continue participating in something that makes you feel that way, what is the true motivation? Because another thing you said is if you're trying to conform, I mean, if the, if the motivation is I'm doing this thing because that's what people do, that's just what people do. It goes back to another, another idea that we've discussed, which is a lot of times you, you may think that everyone thinks the same thing or is is completely different from you or doesn't have the same ideas from you because all you can see is people's external behavior and you can't necessarily see what's going on inside people's heads um and obviously at times substances exacerbate the extent to which you can't tell what's <laughs> you can't <laughs> yeah. tell what people actually think about things yeah um but no i mean i mean 100 percent if you if you're not sure what you really want to be doing or who you are as a person, you put yourself in these different situations, see, okay, is this something I like? Is this something I don't like? But then understand that if you don't like whatever it is, um, you know, notice that and, and then maybe uh, don't be afraid to give things a second shot, of course, but whenever something becomes, you know, these are the people who I, I think I want to be identifying with, but you constantly have this feeling of, of loneliness whenever you're spending time with the same group or whenever you're participating in the same activity. I think that's important to notice too, because maybe something 
you felt like was part of your identity or is part of a greater collective identity of of your peers might not be something that serves you as part of your own identity. Right. And I think it's also it's also easier over time to well easier over time or depending on on your upbringing. I mean, I think for me, once again, when I was at summer camp as a camper and as a counselor, we always were so uplifting of the weird and different that it made it easier I think for me during my life to not necessarily be normal quote I don't really know that that many people are normal I think there's a collective normal that we subconsciously perceive but but very little um, of us actually uh, are that 100% (laughs) I think a lot of people have the similar that feeling that you, you described I mean I think that can be scary to say that to someone else. You know, I have this feeling that I'm not like the people around me. You know, to say that to someone who is one of the people who are around you <laughs> can be potentially alienating or, or like, oh, so you think you're so special and we're all just normies or whatever. Um, but you never know if, if someone might be feeling the exact same thing. Well, and, and that's, I think that's a really, cool, I mean, that's an awesome point is that like, because I, I technically hid who I was, of course, right. it would be very hard to find people who are like me, and of course, they would probably hide the same thing, right? And so, it it one of the one of the things that you were kind of hinting at, or you kind of alluded to, is this idea that like when you are finally put into a position where you where being weird is okay, and you're allowed to mm-hmm. be yourself, you start to realize like the impact of just one person being vulnerable, how what that can do for you, um, and. I'm glad. I'm glad that you don't find this alienating, and that you're like, no, Jethro. I felt similarly, and to know now, let's go. Oh, there's more people like that, and uh, it. Then I mean, that is really like. Well, if there are more people like that, then I'm not lonely, <laughs> because people feel like the same way that I do. Well, if you don't, if you don't ever know them or interact with them, I mean, it it can be reassuring to know or feel more deeply that somewhere out there there's someone who maybe identifies with something you have to say and i mean i think this is this is the same thing with art somewhere out there there's someone who your words your melodies your drawings your plushies your (laughs) sculptures whatever you do your words i mean i mean it doesn't even have to be art with with whatever this way you live your life there there's probably someone out there who who could identify with that and um just going back to what is the true motivation for for why you're doing something i think it's important to notice and 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 have an idea because at the same time if you have a long-term goal there may be things in the short term that aren't super duper enjoyable or they may be miserable right right right, um, right. and once again i'm not i'm not prescribing misery to everyone but i think Sacrificing short-term comfort or sh- or sh- short-term pleasure for the sake of pursuing a longer goal that's deep-seated that that could be part of your identity that goal right um, right is not the same as kind of aimlessly wondering about but also aimlessly wondering about as I said also in, there's so many different situations that someone can put themselves in so many different social situations and you're not going to know what you do enjoy or don't enjoy unless you have kind of a, I mean, this is once again, when you have really good friends, it's also nice because you can feel safe in, in testing those new spaces or, um, 
you know, whenever there's a risk of, of true ridicule or shame or, you know, what is this guy doing here? You try to go out on a limb and, and put yourself in a social, social situation. Um, I mean, it, that can also be when it means the world for someone to notice that maybe you're kind of staying off to yourself and extend the olive branch of, you know, maybe I know a lot of the people here or I haven't seen you around here before. And in a way that it's friendly and not creepy. <laughs> just, or emphasizing say, the, or or making it a big deal that they're... Yeah, you know, hey, everyone, look, look this- who decided to show up. <laughs> I mean, stuff like that can... Even even if you're someone who... who I mean, this this is going to kind of lead into... Um, Consent. My... Oh. <laughs> Like kind of my anecdote is sure. is I think one thing that's hard is is just trying to constantly reflect on that empathy. You know, what is this person been going through today? How can I meet them in a way that will improve their their life today and not potentially bring them down? Um, not to a paralyzing extent, but even with your close friends, people who you think you have a, a solid, firm idea of what their identity is they may have been going through some stuff that you don't know about. They may have had a hard week, a hard day. They may have bombed a test. They may have lost a friend or lost a relationship or have trouble at home or any number of things that can happen. Uh, And when you meet them, that interaction that you have if you don't take into consideration their experience coming into that moment, it can be really, really isolating whenever you're someone who is perceived as the popular outgoing guy and haven't been showing up to things because of whatever reason. And then people make a big deal of it yeah. about it. Mm. Like, Oh, look who decided to show. And it could be in good jest. And these can be your friends that you know, care about you. But when it happens, yeah, it can feel like, well, what is even the point? You know, I, I've, I've, I've been, isolating myself and now all of a sudden i try to show up and hang out with my friends and they're calling attention to the they have to make a big big thing about it mm-hmm. you know what i mean i'm trying to come back and spend more time and that's this is this is me sophomore year um and i may have we may have also touched on it maybe yeah but but just being perceived as the as the the people's person you know always with a different group or bouncing around hanging out with friends and and I think really my new reflection on that time in my life was, you know, in what ways was I isolating myself? Kind of like what you said about um, you didn't know who you were. When, when, if I wasn't trying to put in the effort to be with people, I mean, that, could have also contributed to my feelings of isolation and was I really doing everything to maximize the extent to which I could have been spending time with people who really cared about me or was I kind of you know woe is meing no one understands me I'm I'm people think I'm this happy person but I'm feeling alone and sad um and it's also hard because then when someone really does confront you about it it just you know you're crying and you're realizing that 
you've been not sleeping at all and not taking care of yourself. And it's hard, it's hard to face that moment of, um, you know, I'm not, I'm not doing well. And I don't know how you, I don't know what you can do to help me. I don't know. Right. What I can do to, I don't know how to help myself. Yeah. Uh, and, and it feels, I mean, that's, that's the moment when things feel like it's out of control. And, and I think that those are the moments when it's good to talk to, talk to someone. Um, but I think it also just because you have those moments in life, I think it's easy now to jump to the conclusion that, oh, I have a, I have a, a clinical disorder or something because you have those moments. But um, while it's possible to, I think we, we pathologize. I don't know how something to like that. Like we it, automatically it, turn our symptoms into the, into a disease. Yeah. I mean, the lived the human experience into into a disease, um, which is can be beneficial in terms of describing, but it's it's hard because of the connotation of a disease, right? Um, and I also think we feel so, all sorts of emo. We feel I I think you know depression, anxiety, uh, OCD, borderline, bipolar. I think we all feel those symptoms from time to time, right? I felt depre mm -hmm. depressed, anxious, but what makes it the disease is kind of the consistency of it, right? Or the prevalence yeah, does of it. it. Impact your, does it impact your ability to right. take care of yourself right. as a person? Or um, if you have certain goals or responsibilities, are you unable to follow through with them yeah. because of, of how you're feeling? And I would say like, there uh, are times when I've been really moody and I've changed my mood very quickly but I wouldn't say mm -hmm. that I would have bipolar because bipolar has a, is, you know, that moodiness over a very long period of time with other symptoms with it. You know, it's so much more complex mm -hmm. than just that feeling. Um, yeah. And I think it's also saying, I, I think to your point, it's like, it's okay to, it doesn't mean that you're messed up if you're, one, if you even have those disorders in the first place, but you're also not messed up if you happen to be depressed for a week or moody. Um, it's just, you know, you're allowed to be sad and you're allowed to be angry. But I do have a question for you. Um, and it was like, what, I think, you know, hindsight's always twenty twenty reflection. Uh, and you were like, um, what could I have done better? What could I have done better? Which is always a fair question. But I think an honest question too is, how would you have rathered those friends engaged with you when you came back? What would have been the preferred sort of way to, because I think then moving forward, you're able to, you would be able to express that, right? And be like, hey, mm -hmm. like, this is maybe what hurt or what I didn't like kind of thing. I think those moments are the ones where it means the most and and I feel the most seen when someone just gives a really genuine one-on-one -on -one kind of individual lean over to me or you know when we're next to each other you know just like hey man like how have you been you know I'm just like I'm really glad to I'm really glad to see you because like I you haven't been around so it just like was wondering how you're doing um 
or or even even if you don't even want to enter into that just expressing gratitude you know i'm really glad that you were able to come hang out today yeah. because we love having you around here yeah um i think that is enough to you really impact someone and, and say, okay, these people are my friends. These people do care about me. Um, you know, I'm not a burden and mm -hmm. I don't have to pretend to be anything. You know, even if you, even if, if I was just sitting there or whatever, you know, if I was just in this physical space, if someone would just say, because I've had people say that to me, you know, when I show up to, a party or something that is for someone's birthday and I thought I had too much homework and I was studying and um, one of my friends kind of expressed, you know, it would mean a lot if you would come and then do show up, even if it was for 45 minutes, just to say, hey, and and be there and have them say like, you know, this really meant a lot to me and it meant a lot to, to the person who's, whose birthday it is. And, um, you know, recognize, I think also in my own, it's not glorification, but idea that, okay, I'm going to grind by studying all night or something for a test when really it's my fault for procrastinating mm -hmm. because I could have been free if I would have actually just done my studying. Um, well, now I also go to sleep way earlier than I used to, which, which <laughs> I don't, I mean, I don't even know what, I have no idea. I can't even imagine what college would have been like if I was trying to go to bed by 10 <laughs> and wake up and wake up at six <laughs> throughout, I, I don't know in terms of going out to, to parties or, or spending time with friends or what have you, I, I cannot imagine what it would have been like. I don't know if I would have had the same group of friends. I don't know if I don't, I literally don't know what life would have been like if I would have been doing that. Um, but now that's the kind of lifestyle that I think serves me more. Um, and yeah, I think I think that would have been just that expression of gratitude for my presence or um, kind of a more subtle, you know, how have you been? You haven't seen you around. You know, how are you doing really? You know, you feel that when you're in a social situation and then you get that moment of like, okay, this person's like actually talking to me. Like this isn't a this isn't a a polite thing. Oh, like hey, what's up? Like how you been? It's like oh, good. You what you been up to? It's like you know just working. It's like yep. Where you where you at? You know, and you have these conversations where it's really, it 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 feels like it's a like a social artifact or or it's a like it's a, a like a politeness like what's a banal platitude. What's it called? What's it called? It's like a. Uh, formality nicety yeah yeah both of those work a pleasantry <laughs> yeah all of pleasantry? those work all every tree yeah. works there <laughs> but but then you have someone who said who you know the voice gets lower and you're off to the side and it's like no like really how are you doing yeah. like, how have you been they see you uh like how yeah right uh, i right. And i think so two things there one like as people and especially if you're listening to this um we need to learn better or improve ours on how to see people better Right, because it's hard to sometimes read the room when you're also trying to assess how well, you everybody have your else own, is thinking yeah, about yeah, you. Yeah. Right, when you're like, "Am right. I? Are do people like me? Do I belong?" Sometimes the last yeah. thing you do is notice other people doing the same thing, 
Or I, I, maybe the first thing you notice is the other people doing the same thing and maybe finding those people and flocking with them. But I think something I found as a commonality between me and you is like part of the loneliness stems from this pressure or expectation that either we've placed for ourselves or that other people expect of us. I mean, you said like you were expected to be this outgoing, bubbly, popular person that everyone liked. And so when you didn't meet that criteria, you weren't good enough to be at that event or to hang out with people. And then and then when you finally show up, they're like, oh my gosh, look who's finally here. You probably feel that pressure to then be the person that you expect, that they ex that you think they expect you to be, right? Well, I just didn't want to be there. I, mean, I just didn't want to be there. I, I was like, okay, well, I tried and I'm, I'm like leaving because <laughs> nice, I, nice. I don't want nice. to. Um, no, yeah. And it was, it was even even more than that, that everyone thought I was spending time with other people instead of spending time with them. Oh, so the assumption was always, per it was always like personal rather than what you might've actually been going through. Right. They like, so it was also mm -hmm. a, dis a disconnect between what was actually happening in my days, which was I was mostly spending time by myself and the thought that I'm too busy to spend time with other people because I'm always with a different friend sure. or with someone else. Yeah. Um, kind of shows you how stuck in our head we all are that we automatically make it about ourselves. Like if you, well, and I, I, yeah, like if I mean when you I, weren't there, they're like, oh, he must not like us anymore. It's like, well, what if? Think of it from Josh's point of view. What if he's just actually going through a hard time, or what if he feels like he belongs there better? You know, like they're to think of it from it from well, the other person's point of view. And I think I was doing it to myself in some ways when I say honestly, I was not trying. I was not putting in effort to spend time with other people. I mean, this is when you go back to um, when I was on my on my soapbox about identity and doing acting in alignment with who I believe myself to be. Um, if you let yourself, and this is you know the 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 words that I'm using, I think I want to say that I'm doing the best I can to be careful with how I phrase things because. Uh, there's constant interplay of what is a choice and what is something that feels like a life condition that's out of your control. And I tend to think that a lot of things are choices that we are capable of doing. We as as humans are capable of doing things that we didn't previously think that we could do for ourselves. I think sometimes it takes someone else believing in us so that we can then believe in ourselves and start start doing things differently maybe or continuing to do things that are difficult um but i recognize that in that moment it can it can almost feel comical for someone to say you know you could do this but you're choosing not to whether it's you know getting out of bed in the morning or going to, to exercise or changing your diet or putting yourself in social situations when you've been isolating yourself and you feel lonely and like you want nothing more than to just keep being alone listening to angsty music <laughs> while you fall asleep on your floor because your bed is covered with your dirty laundry and you're procrastinating your homework and for someone to say oh well, why don't you just put away your clothes and do your homework yeah. and go to bed right. and go hang out with your friends i mean it's it really is i i think this is also br brings in into light, bring into light. It's not that I want to say it. 
it's really important to have friends that can be kind of, uh, for lack of a better term, what I would call no bullshit friends, where you can have a conversation. Your, your challenge network, and, your support network, your challenge well, people. Where you know, you know someone loves you truly for who you are. And this is, I'm blessed because I have mul- multiple friends like this and my family is also like this. Um, one, it, it takes being able to, it takes you being honest, you being me in this case, being honest with people about how you're doing and what you're doing on your day to day, because I'm also really good at acting like I'm fine. If I'm not, um, I could say that everything is perfectly following the timeline and lay out a nice CV resume of all the great things that I'm doing. Um, and I think that's something we all develop the, our ability to put a mask of, of fineness yeah. over whatever our actual experiences are. Um, but it takes being honest and it takes trust in someone who can be straight up with you and you know that at least what they're saying, they do have your best interests at heart. Yeah. Even if you feel like it's it's contradictory to what you're currently doing. Yeah. But for someone to be able to say, you'll feel better after you do this. You know, I know that for me, it's exercise or taking a shower or whatever, whatever it is, it's different for everyone. Uh, you will feel better after you do this. So just take the time, go do this thing because you'll feel better after you do it. Um, or you haven't been taking care of yourself in this way. I've noticed that you haven't been taking care of yourself in this way for whatever period of time and, and not put any other judgment to it other than I've been seeing you. I have been, it, it, it feels to me like you're not, whether it's as happy or as energetic or as focused as I know you, as I know to you be, can be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think you might benefit from making this change. And I know you're capable of this. Having people like that, it can be enormous or, or, necessary being able to be that person for someone yeah because it can be hard and that's not necessarily what someone wants to hear right when they're in that moment right because it, it it might not be what, what i said also it's you're you're lucky if you have someone who also knows what the action steps are and they know enough about you to know what you could be doing or what you're not doing specifically um you know i think i'm even grateful for people who notice at all yeah you know you seem whatever um because it can also be something that you just don't want to deal with. You know, when I'm at at lunch with someone and it's like, how are you? And I'm like trying to not break down and cry because like terrible, but like, I don't want to put that on them. Um, because also depending on who it is, I know for me, there are some people that I just don't want to have that conversation with or some friends where I just, I, I know it's going to be like, well, I don't know what to do with this. And uh, that was like specific to that time, but yeah, I mean, I think there's gratitude in in someone seeing you in that way because it takes seeing and and the the tears and the I don't know, I don't know why I feel like this, I don't know what to do to make it better, um, to be able to identify in the future. Okay, in that moment, what I wasn't doing was this, what I was doing was this, and now whenever I start kind of feeling that creep back in, whether it's loneliness or um you know whatever that feeling is then you can 
know, okay, here, here are my resources. Here's what I know will help me kind of move out of this, this place and into somewhere that's, that's more whole. Yeah. That's more fully me. I think that's a perfect place to end. Um, because I think that segues into a lot of really good topics that we could talk about for, because I think other questions I have is like, okay, so then, you know, how do we make good friends? How do we know what good friends are like yeah. and stuff like yeah. that? And, and, and also the nuance of people and that no one is just always outgoing. No one is just always energetic, right? That is something that they might have and be, but it's not their permanent state, right? Um, and to do that is to kind of like distance themselves from being human by pigeonholing people and going, uh, yeah, you were always this energetic, mm -hmm. loud person. It's like, well, but sometimes they're not. And I think that's something to talk about next week and the week after is, is, and I like this, is to talk about the idea of friends and good friends and what it means to surround yourself with good friends and, and stuff like that. Um, but before we close, is there anything else you want to say? Any final thoughts? And then the final thought. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I just want to not forget. I don't want to forget um, with what you were just saying for future topics. Um, I think there is a vast spectrum of people and I fall into the trap of pigeonholing people as well. But the extent to which people are introspective and think about kind of all of the heady, how do you see the world? What is what is my place here uh things i think there's such a wide range of people in terms of do they think about it at all have they ever thought about these things um and i think i'm probably guilty of labeling certain people like this is a person who's just so stable they never thought about any of this sure like they never wanted to sure. think about it they don't care mm -hmm. about it but i think they're i think truly people some people are predisposed to to ruminate more um or to just, I, I don't know that, I don't know that you have, I mean, I think there's beauty in just that. Well, we'll talk about this next time, but that, yeah. that's something I want to talk about. I, because for I sure. Think, I think I know where you're going to. It's like, it's yeah. like me and Josh are a very particular type of person. Like this is as universal as we like to be. We can't be because we are two limited no. people. We, yeah. I would say that I'm a ruminator overthinker and Josh is too. So the way that we converse and uh, I guess could resonate with a lot of overthinkers and a lot of ruminators, but for those who don't, and there's nothing, again, it's nothing wrong with that. People do things differently, right? And process things differently. And, and so like, we're not trying to say you have to reflect and be this sort of introspective to be the best person that you can possibly be. I think there are different ways to I mean, there are just an infinite number of ways to think, <laughs> you know. Yeah, but I, I think in terms of in terms of empathy, it's still even you. I think for someone who does is not an overthinker or ruminator, there's still important things to think about. Sometimes, you know, to pause and s let yourself be caught out of the the motions to recognize someone's humanity. Sure, I yeah. um because I think a lot of times, not that not kind of putting yourself in another person's shoes at all because you're just like, this is what I do. And like, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't really, you know, it doesn't really <laughs> yeah. have any bearing on me. So I don't really know. I mean, I think th that can also have consequences. Yeah. But so much, topic for so much time. to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. But on the line of empathy, love everyone, love everyone. Thank you all for listening each week. 
It would mean a lot to us if you left a rating and review, as well as recommend the podcast to people you know. Your feedback helps us improve, allowing more people to find this podcast and muse along with us. If our conversation gave something to you, maybe it will give something to someone else. It sure gives something to us. See you all next time. Ooh.